So as we begin the final parak parak of Dalin and Shmuel Beis, we need to spend a few minutes tonight and do a deeper dive in understanding the basic premise of this parak, which is that David conducts a census. There seems to be a number of problems, and a few of them are outlined here in Pasuk Aleph. So we'll do Pasuk Aleph, and then we'll spend a few minutes in going into some of these issues. The learning tonight should be as chusi l'nishmas rebechiel mechel ben asher and yecheskel shrag ben avram yehuda, as well as as chus for shlema for Moshe ben Miriam, Yosef ben Achman Chava, Chaim Eloza ben Rachaleya, Chaim Moshe Yeshua ben Malka, and Rezul Chaim Bracha bas Bluma Rachel. So pasuk Aleph, Yosef af Hashem lachrois b'Yisrael, the anger of God once again burned in Klal Yisrael. Yosef says David bohem lemer, so he incited, he provokes David because of them saying leich menei Yisrael v'yas Yehuda go and count. Klai Yisrael and Count Yehuda. So the, we'll divide the problems up really into two parts. The first part is the beginning of the Pasuk, which is that Vayosef af Hashem Yisrael, that God was once again angered. First of all, what angered God here? And second of all, what's Vayosef? What's again? What, what was the previous time that God became angry? The second part is the second part of the Pasuk, which is that Hashem incites David. What is this? Does Hashem incite people to do Averis? And why would David conduct the census of Klai Yisrael, which he does, and we'll see that a Magefa comes against Klai Yisrael because of this census, when we all know, everyone's familiar, every child in school is familiar with the beginning of Parshish Kisisol, so Parshish Galim. You don't count people in Klai Yisrael, you only count with Shkalim. Why? Because, so that there shouldn't be a Magefa, and yet here, in this parak, David seems to misstep on something that every school child is familiar with. So, the first part of the Pasuk will, the first part of the Pasuk, let's deal with what caused Hashem's anger. So, unusual, but Rashi and the Radak both say they don't know exactly what caused the anger. Although the Radak does add that whatever Avera was, it was not a public one. David would never have allowed a public Avera to be performed. It must have been a Avera that was done privately without David's knowledge. The Abarbanel says that the anger here is the anger for the support of Sheva ben Bichri. Now, after Klai Yisrael supported Avshalom, there was a punishment brought that 20,000 soldiers of Avshalom's army were killed. That was the punishment. But after Sheva ben Bichri's rebellion, there was no punishment. Sheva was executed, but after that, Klai Yisrael went back home and they continued as if nothing happened. There was no tshuva done, there was no kapara. And that anger, which had been previously, so was reignited here. And so Hashem once again gets angry at Klai Yisrael because of the rebellion of Shev ben Michri that they had not yet been punished for. That's how the Abarbana learns, Vayosef af Hashem lachrois, Yisrael. The Ramban, based on a medrish, says that it was a totally different Avera that Hashem got angry at Klai Yisrael. Hashem was upset that Klai Yisrael had not asked, had not demanded that the Beis HaMikdash be built. For many years since, the destruction of Shiloh, the base of Migdash did not the, the Aaron did not have a resting place, neither did the Shechina, which accompanies it. The Aaron spent time in the fields of the Plishtim. It came back to Beit Shemesh. It stayed in Givain and Noiv. And David accompanies it to Yerushalayim. That's when Uzzah touches it to steady the Aaron from falling. But during all this time, these were temporary places, temporary resting spaces. There was no permanent place. And the Torah tells us that God will select a permanent resting spot for the Shekhinah. And yet Klai Yisrael had not asked for it. Now Klai Yisrael had no problem asking for a Melech and demanding it from Shmuel back in Shmuel Aleph. But yet when it came to Beis HaMikdash, 
they were totally unconcerned. Now, David himself had asked for it, but Hashem refused him. However, if the people really wanted it, a base of English could have been built either in the times of the Shaiftim or even in the times of David, if that was something that the people advocated, uh, advocated strongly for. Now, the Abarbanel and the Ramban each bring a raya from the psukim to their reason. The Abarbanel who said that it was because of Sheva ben Bichri, the raya that he brings, that that's what angered Hashem, is because if you look at the end of the Magefa, later on in the Perak, it's in Pasuk Tez, Tezayin, Pasuk says that the Malach who's bringing the Magefa was told to stop when he reaches the border of, the, of Shevet Yehuda, which was Yerushalayim. And since Shevet Yehuda did not partake in the rebellion of Sheva ben Bichri, so therefore they were spared when that, that, that's why the Malach was told to stop, because they did not participate, and so therefore they were not subject to be punished. That's the Abarbanel's Raya. The Ramban, who says that the reason is because of the failure to request the base of English be built, says that that's why at the end of the Perik, and really the end of the Sefer, David goes and purchases the Makam Migdash, and he's commanded to build him as Be'ach there. That implies that the whole reason for the Magefa was because this was not being done previously, and so in order to be Misakin, for that Avera, that misstep, David goes and starts the initial preparations of the Makam HaMikdash. Radak also brings down another explanation, what's for Yosef again? So Radak says it could be again because now Klai is being punished after being punished for the rebellion of Avshalom or after the punishment that came with the famine that we talked about back in Perech Lafalaf. Now let's move on to the next part of the Pasuk. Pasuk says, Yosef is David Bohem Lema, that Hashem incites David because of Klai Yisrael. So the Ralbag really asks the basic question, which is, it's inconceivable that Hashem would force David to do an Avera, would provoke David to do an Avera. And it's even uh, more absurd to say that David would be punished and Klai Yisrael would be punished as a result of an Avera that they were forced to do. So the Ralbag says it has to be that there was Bechira here, that David was acting on his own free will. The reason why it seems to be attributed to Hashem by Yosef as David is that because in general God runs the world and so the acts of David are attributed to Hashem in the sense that God runs the world. But really there had to have been Mechira here and that's why ultimately David and Klai are punished. The Radak learns similarly that David definitely had Bechira. He says that if you look at the parallel Pasuk in Divri Yamim, the Pasuk there says that Vayamait Satan al Yisrael. If there was a Satan that was... Uh, rising up, that rose up against Klai Yisrael. So says the Radak that David had a Yitzhahara and a God, what, it, what was God's part in this? God put it in David's mind to do a census. But at the end of the day, it was a Yitzhahara. David could have chosen to overcome the Yitzhahara, but he did not. He really had Bechira and that's why at the end there was punishment. The Gemara in Brachas on Dav Samach Beis actually brings down an explanation of this Pasuk of what it is that Hashem incited, and that the Gemara does seem to learn that Hashem did incite David. And the Gemara justifies God's behavior. So the Gemara there says that when David confronts Shaul, David says to Shaul, he's questioning why Shaul is angry at him, he says, Im Hashem bi mincha, right? that if Hashem is inciting you against me. So God says to David that that was an inappropriate way of speaking, that that David's referring to God as a mesis, as someone who incites. So God says to David, 
says the Gemara, that Chayecha, I swear by your life, Shani Mesischa Bedava Shafilu Tenoka Shal Bisrabid Yoydin Oisai, that I'm going to incite you in a matter that even school children are familiar with. And the Gemara brings down the Pasuk of Kisisas, Rosh Bnei Yisrael, Kudiyamanos, Nomish Kaifanav, Shalashem, Mifkoid Hoysam, Veloyevam Nekef, Mifkoid Hoysam. So therefore, the Gemara says Hashem did incite David, but it was a punishment because of the way that David spoke about God. Referring to him as a Mesis, Hashem says, you call me a Mesis, I'll give you a reason to call me a Mesis. And David was incited to bring the, to, to, to conduct the census. Mechtav Melio points out a very important lesson here, that what was David's intent? David was trying to spare Shaul the embarrassment and say, maybe your hatred is not your own fault, maybe it's a result of uh, hatred that was put in you from Shemayim, but nevertheless, because he spoke inappropriately, the result is that Hashem conducted a, 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 a has, hasasak. Hashem does uh, conduct uh, a, a mesis, acts as a mesis here to incite David. And it's a terror, it's, it's a tremendous lesson, says the Micht of Melio, the power of speech, how a person has to watch how he speaks very, very carefully. In the Sefer Masakar, he gives a different explanation of what it means that God incited David. He says that God is always referred to as the one who, who runs the world, right? God is a mashkiach over the world. We see that Yosef tells the brothers, right? That you didn't send me, but rather God didn't. Shvatim were messengers, but ultimately the plan was God's because God is a mashkiach over the world. So says the Masakar that when God is a mashkiach, when God is involved and a person has siyata deshmaya, that prevents a person from doing Averis. In this case, because of God's anger, however, for whatever reason, God removed that hashkacha, that's yata deshmaya, memela, Klai Yisrael was not prevented from doing this Avera. So certainly there was a level of Bechira, but there was not that extra protection that Hashem normally provides to Tzadikim, to Klai Yisrael, that Hashkacha Pratis that God provides was taken away. And as a result, Klai Yisrael was led to sin. That's what the Pasuk means when it says, Vayasas Estavid Bohem, that God removed this Hashkacha, and as a result, David was led to sin. Now let's jump into the next problem, the next issue that we discussed, which is, what was David's motivation? What was David thinking to conduct the census? So the Medrash brings down in Bamidbar Rabbah that David conducted a census that was shaloy litzarich. It was not necessary. There was no purpose to it. And because of this, the Ramban says that David wanted to celebrate the large number of people in his malchus. And that's implied by the Pasuk when the Pasuk says that David says to Yaya, V'yadati es misbara'am. I wonder how many people there are. And he just wanted to sort of celebrate or take pleasure in the number of people the size of Klai Yisrael, and that was an Aveira to conduct a census. And it's irrelevant whether you count the people by head or you use Shkalim, counting for a Shaloy Litzayrech, counting for no purpose, is an Aveira in and of itself, and that is ultimately what David did wrong. The Ralbach says that David's motivation was that he wanted to see how many soldiers were available to him, and the problem was that David seemed to be putting his trust in the military that as if the number of soldiers available to him would somehow make a difference in any battles that he fought. And specifically, David was held accountable because we say in Hallel, the words of David, better to trust in Hashem than to trust in people. So the fact that the number of soldiers that David had in his army was irrelevant to whether David would be successful. And the Rabbag says that that was David's motivation. And ultimately, that was David's mistake. Malbim says that it was actually a political motivation, that during the early years of David's Malchus, 
The people were completely loyal to him, and anytime David needed soldiers, he would put out an announcement and people would show up, and he had no trouble filling up his army. However, after the rebellion of Avshalom, everything changed. There were thousands who joined the rebellion of Avshalom, thousands who joined the rebellion of Sheva, and so David thought that in the future, if he needs to create an army, he would have to draft people and he, could not, he would no longer be able to rely on a volunteer army. As a result, the reason that he did a count was he wanted to know how many people would be available if he needed to conduct a draft. And that's why he counts even the babies because it might be in the future. It might not be tomorrow, but it might be a future point where his son Shleimai needs to raise an army. So therefore, he wanted to know how many people were there in Klaistral who were available for a potential draft. The Abarbanel adds, and the Malbim brings this down, that that's why Klai Yisrael ultimately is punished, right? It seems to be David's Avera, but ultimately that's why Klai Yisrael is punished, because Klai Yisrael had some role in, in putting this idea into David's head. What caused David to suspect that he may not have the full support of, the, of Klai Yisrael and he would need to conduct a draft? The fact that Klai Yisrael seemed to be supporting others during rebellions. And so since they were the ones that put that idea in David's head and they were the ones that created this distance between David and themselves, so ultimately they are the ones that seem to provoke David into conducting the census and therefore they are the ones that ultimately pay the price when there is a magefa, when there is a punishment. Now just to bring this full circle, so what exactly was the problem? What was the mistake that David made? Okay, we saw David's motivations, but what was his actual mistake? So, going back to the Gemara and Brachas, the Gemara and Brachas seems to say that David forgot the halacha, that you don't count Klai Yisrael without using coins. And that the mistake was that David didn't use coins. So the Ramban says two different terutsim in two places. In one place, the Ramban says that David's mistake was he thought that using the Machzis HaShakel was only required in the Midbar, but it wasn't a halacha l'dayrois, and that was his mistake, even though it really was halacha l'dayrois. However, the Ramban in uh, Sefer Bamidbar says that it's unlikely that David ignored a clear halacha in the Torah, and uh, he says on top of it, so David commands Yoyav, why would Yoyav on his own initiative not have used Shkalim? So therefore the Ramban says it's unlikely that David did not use Shkalim, and therefore the Ramban looks, at least in, Devar, in, in, in Bamidbar, for an additional reason, and he says that the problem was that David counted all of Klai Yisrael, even those under 20, where the Torah says that the limits of counting are between 20 and 60. David should not have counted all of Klai Yisrael, and that was his mistake. And the Malbim brings down three explanations as to why the Torah prohibits counting. Why does the Torah not want Klai Yisrael to be counted directly? So the Malbim says this first, the issue of Ayin Hara. Second is the concept that Gemara and Tainus tells us that the bracha is not rest except and in order for Klai Yisrael to be blessed, they can't be counted. It has to be hidden. And the third thing is that all of Klai Yisrael is considered one one, one body. And even if one of us is lacking, but the schus of the rabbin protects all of us, that we're one unit. However, when you start counting individuals, so now you're separating everyone sort of into their own column. And then God then evaluates each person, Klai Yisrael, is he on his own worthy of avoiding punishment? And if a person does not have enough schus individually, then that person potentially could fall in a magefa. And so that's the reason why we don't specifically count Klai Yisrael, because we want to keep the schusim as a whole, as one unit, one body, instead of separating everyone into their own, uh, into their own column and weighing their merits by the individually. 
Finally, the last two pshatim as to what David's problem was, or what the problem was with what David did, is we saw the Medrash said that it was Shalai Litzayrech, it was no purpose for it. The only reason that you ever have to count Klai Yisrael is for a pressing need, a Shasatchak. There was no such need here, and therefore David's counting was Aser, even if he did use Shkalim. And finally, we saw the Ralbag that said that David was putting his faith in his army, wanted to make sure he had enough soldiers, and that was a lack of proper bitachin in Hashem. And the raya that the Ralbag brings is, look what happens in the last parak. The last parak starts telling us the list of David's gibayrin. So the Ralbag says, David first started with the census of the gibayrim that showed that he was relying on his soldiers, his gibayrim, to protect him in battle. And that was a lack of, a, there was a lack of bitachin in HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We end off with the Musa Nevi'im. The Musa Nevi'im says that even though it may have been David who individually made the mistake, but Klaisol is punished because any time a leader makes a mistake, that can only happen if there's some chesaran, there's some Aveira that is, uh, that is being done by the people. So if there was a chesaran by the people, that caused that David made the mistake. And so uh, we'll see later on as we get further in the parak that David conducts the census. There is a count but at the end of this parak, we'll see that David does, as a result of the Magaifa, find the Makom where the Beis Hamikdash is to be built. And with that, we will end the Sefer. Thank you for listening.